listening to BTSR Podcast. This podcast aims to help others with transition, resources, and mental health problems. All right, everyone, welcome back to VTSR, Veterans Transition Support Reprint Show. Today here we got Tank, and we're going to be talking about burn pit exposure and other things. So we're going to jump right into it. Uh, we got Mike on the other side. He's going to be uh, uh, with me tonight as well. And uh, Tank, welcome to the show. And please uh, tell us about burn pit exposure uh, how, uh, and how did it affect you? Yeah, uh, thanks, JP. And thank you. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank you, gentlemen. Um, well, so uh, I served in the Marine Corps, and uh, during that period, uh, we were deployed to Qatar, Saudi Arabia, uh, on a training exercise out there. And during that period, I was put in a weapons platoon, Lima Company. So um, we uh, we basically just just doing training every single day, you know, live fire, you know. Um, they had we had pit, you know, burn pits there. Um, where where we were at in the base and and on the training area so like when we were when we were getting out of the avs um the vehicles like the the mountain and the the pit was right there all the smoke was right there um we had uh you know i didn't know i mean at the time you know i'm i'm 19 years old i i you know i just see i just see a pit with fire you know what i'm saying with with fire being burned and uh, things being burned there, ammunition, um, you know, feces, you know, everything, you, you name it, every everything, you know, all the disposable shit you can think of was thrown in there with jet fuel and um, and other types of fuels, you know, uh, and this is Qatar, Saudi Arabia, so uh, they have a lot of that, so a lot of fuel, and uh, and basically, you know, we I just did my training now, my and my team is a weapons team you guys familiar with that you know four men team mostly uh two of our guys got really sick you know um and for the for the for their for the time that we were there um they didn't do any training they were back in the barracks throwing up and having diarrhea and having all kinds of issues uh we had a group that had to get uh a, a full um what is it called uh you know uh help me with some words but you know full uh gas mask suit on you know mock gear yeah mob gear and they would sleep with us they would come in with the mob gear take it off with, with us you know and they would go out, go out and uh and deal with those those burn pits as well um and so anyway so that's that was my time there um i actually got a accommodation for it because it was a four-man team and i was the ammo gun guy everything i was like two too many one you know so you know just get out avs with the whole thing i got pictures of it and just ran it was an m240 golf so you know um and so that's what that's what i did so it didn't hit me you know like like i said you know this is this is like 1996 1995 um you know and then so so now we come to the future and uh I'm not feeling good. I, I was doing really well. Um, training wise, I got really good in shape um, after, you know, the tactical training. After the last time you saw me with the tactical uh, tactical games, you know, I was, I was getting in shape. I was getting better. You know? So I got into Yeah, I mean, you, you were killing it. Yeah. Uh, you're looking, you look incredible, bro. You you look, you, you're killing it when you're, when you're training for that. Yeah. Well, I was, I was getting, I was getting better. I was not, you know, 
I was not best on anybody, but um, I was I was, <laughs> <When they're prior. laughs> I, I was moving forward. I was moving forward and you know, getting better. And so I got into jujitsu, and um, and uh, you know, I was man, I, I loved it. I was doing about I was going to 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 rolling six six times a week. Um, got to a point where I was doing you know five minute, five minute, five minute, five minute, five minute for like thirty minutes, man, and I was just like. Okay, what's next? You know, I was in really good shape, and all of a sudden, man, it just—I uh, got hit with COVID, and uh, that was tough. Two weeks, you know, and then after that, um, I wasn't feeling too good. I couldn't breathe. I was having problems breathing. Um, I couldn't do only five minutes, you know, five minutes in the role training, and I thought I was just being a pussy. I was thought I, was, I thought I was being weak. So I started pushing myself even more. Started going up, you know, putting a 25 pound vest, running up hills, you know, just trying to push myself. I was just, you know, and then my heart felt like I was like coming out of my chest. And eventually it was so bad, man. Like I had one time I was running 114 fever, you know, something just hit me. Like I'm, I'm in my house, it's two, three o'clock in the afternoon. And all of a sudden I'm, I'm, I'm like, like this, you know, in, in, in my bed, and I don't know what's wrong with me, you know, and I'm running 140 fever, and all of a sudden, you know, like three, four hours later, I'm fine, you know, um, and, and so I just, there's something wrong with me, and, and I hate the hospital, I hate going to the hospital, I hate dealing with ho- doctors, so it got to a point, man, where I literally, my heart was like about to pound my chest, it got to a point where it was so bad, I just couldn't, couldn't, couldn't move. We couldn't deal with another second. So I went to the VA and uh, emergency, and uh, and they ch- they checked on me. Um, and they um, what do you call it? Um, they checked my blood, and they they looked at oh everywhere on me, and they're like, "Are you bleeding? Are you bleeding anywhere?" And I'm like, "No, I'm 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 fine." It's like, "Well, you um you looks like you're bleeding because you have your hemoglobin was 2.0." So my hemoglobin was 2.0, man. And uh, they say, I don't know why, you, you know, you could be having a stroke right now, you know. Um, so they gave me two pints of blood, two pints of blood. And I was seen by a doctors. Now, it's funny. The VA is different than any other hospital, right? So you guys might not be familiar. You guys might be familiar. I'm just going to tell you my, my experience. I was seen by eight different doctors, okay? Um, you know, uh, they wanted to do a colonoscopy, endoscopy. I mean, uh, everyone wanted to poke me, you know, um, until one doctor, Dr. Sajad, and you, you're going to hear some of the story, funny story about the poking part, but Dr. Sajad uh, from the, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, anyways, from, from, from the area of the department that deals with cancer, leukemia, comes in. She goes, I think we should do a bone marrow biopsy. And I said, okay, sounds good. Um, and so they, the next day, the following day, they, they, they put me on the table and they sent me out and explained to me what's going to happen. They said, we're going to numb the area and we're going to, you know, do the procedure and we're going to remove bone marrow from your bone marrow. You're going to feel this. You're going you're gonna to feel pull. You're going to feel, you know, the, you're going to hear the drill drilling you, all these things. But you're not going to feel anything. And I'm like, okay, you know, sounds good. Now, sure, that's what they always say, right? You won't feel oh, anything. Man. Don't worry, it don't hurt. You, Up to you. Oh, you don't want to hear what I went through, man. I, I, so these guys, 
are joking around, like around me. They're just talking about bullshitting, you know, like they're they're talking about, oh, last weekend, where you go? Oh, this and that, blah, 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 blah. And um, and I'm, you know, I'm being prepared, I'm on the table, and all I hear, I hear the drill go on. And then five seconds later, I feel this like stop and literally drill going through me, you know? And I fucking yell, man. I freaked the fuck out. I was like, ah! They, they were like, oh, it's okay. It's like, they forgot, they forgot to give me the, um, the, the numb shot, man. They forgot to give me the numb, numb medicine. <laughs> and, um, you gotta be I kidding me, bro. I That's out. one thing they did wrong. I passed out, bro. I, I like passed out, dude. And, and no I shit. up in sweat, cold sweat. And, uh, and then, um, and then, they, you know, then the numb area, but I was like already like, you know, freaked out because I was already numb, you know? Yeah. Um, it's already in your head anyway. Yeah. It's already in my head, you know? And, uh, <sighs> and I was shaking and stuff and like, Oh, we're going to be, we're going to take care of you now. I was so, I was so sorry. <laughs> yeah. um, you should stop BSing and start paying attention to what you're doing. Uh, so, so there goes. So, so I was, I was doing a TikTok, so I, I, I forgot. <laughs> I was doing my t- my TikTok and I forgot to put your no medication. Sorry about that. Yeah, you know that's that's pretty much what happened, man. So, um, so that was that. Uh, food was terrible. I mean, food was oh my god, nasty. It's worse than than food. Uh, Eddie, you know, I don't know if you met Eddie Karangi. He does a lot of training with Boone. Uh, he flew down to see me the whole time. So he would bring me Chick Fil A. He's like, what do you want? <laughs> Chick-fil-A, bring me when, bring me whatever, you know, because, I mean, the food was nasty, bro. I mean, I can't explain to you. Is it worse than sea rats? So, so I'm like, you know, freaking disgusting. Um, I mean, if you sea rats or MREs, it would have been better. I don't know. Wow. I don't know how, how veterans would have to eat that crap, man. Um, so Stick to the jello. Stick to the jello. Yeah. So while I'm waiting for for this, you know, for the results, this doctor walks in. It is the, you know, I'm, in, I'm inside, uh, you know, inside the doctor. I'm staying there, uh, inside the hospital. I'm staying there, and uh, I'm in my bed, my room. Uh, this doctor comes in, young doctor, right? And he comes in. He's like, I am so and so, and I am in charge of the colonoscopy, you know, department or colonoscopy area. And he puts his hand on my leg. And he says, you know, um, we should do a test. You know, I, I just need to verify that you're not bleeding externally. And what I need to do is check your butthole, you know, and <laughs> and, and I might already been checked. You know, it's already, this already has happened. I've already been checked. He's like, well, it's only going to take a second, you know. I'm, I'm, Ladies I'm, and gentlemen, there is nothing censored on this podcast. You know, so, so I'm like, okay. Uh, whatever. Going in, you know. At this point, like, I'm like, whatever, man. Like, okay, you know, it's fine. Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna poke. I'm not gonna do anything. I just want to check. I'm like, so fine. I'm like, okay, whatever, you know. Grab your knees. Like, you know, check my butthole, and then he's like, okay, go. You know, you're, you're, and uh, I love it. I'm sorry, man. He leaves. He leaves. Right, and when he leaves. Um, I stand there for five minutes and feel violated. Feel like you know something. something not, he spent too much time back there. Something should have happened. You know, like this is not normal. You know, so I yeah, yeah. and talk to the who's actually maybe veteran. 
And I say, hey, man, do you know? For Navy, no wonder. <laughs> <laughs> no, no offense. No offense. Questions that he smack your ass and say good game. That's all right. right. <laughs> right. Actually, you know, um, so I look at him and I go, well, uh, so I, I go, I, I go, hey, man, do you know who just walked in here? Like, who, you know, that doctor just walked in? Like, oh, man. Like, what do you mean you don't know? Like, this is, this guy just walked into my, my, my room. And, and, you know, like he said he was a doctor, this and that, and you don't know who he was? Because unless they put notes in the system, I don't know if, I don't know who walked in. So I'm, <laughs> the fuck is going on here? Are you freaking serious? <laughs> this is, bro, I'm serious. This is the. I'm going to go and practice medicine at the VA tomorrow. I'm going to check that out. <laughs> So just wear a white coat. So basically, you can, you know, like you could just put a suit on, like you know, a thing like a doctor, and walk around. You know what I'm saying? And check people's <laughs> and nobody's gonna say. I'm sorry. Okay. Like, um, yeah, <laughs> dude, bro. Only and, veterans would laugh at this shit. I'm yeah, sorry. Pretty fucking weird, man. Um, man, yeah, that is that is messed up. So, well, you know, you know what what it, what is crazy about that uh, tank? Before you continue, is that uh, I know you you were coming to North Carolina. <laughs> prior to that because you were doing the 222 mile rock mark with, right. with us the whole 10 days that's right yeah and i, I remember you were excited you're right. like bro i'm coming and driving this and that and all of a sudden like you didn't reply for like two or three days i'm like okay you know what something is going wrong with tank and yeah. then when i call you you're like bro you're not gonna believe this yeah. i'm on uh, the va all right, all, no right. Idea what I got. all right we this next one this next 222 needs to go well because first it was jp then it was tank so we gotta like <laughs> yeah. That is true. You know, I, I met this beautiful woman uh, during that period, and uh, you know, I told her about what I was doing, and she actually donated like a thousand dollars. And not, you know, it doesn't matter, but she does love, she loves things, wow. like things like that for veteran groups. She actually donated to, yeah. to your. Uh, oh, nice. To your well, non-profit. thank you, there, beautiful woman. Yeah, awesome, man. Um, so anyway, mm. we're gonna be watching the podcast. Uh, but uh, but yeah, man. Um, what's next? What do you what, you want me to keep going? We, 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 I lost. Yeah, so so before we continue, Mike, uh, I know that you, uh, I mean, we, we both, all, all three of us deployed to shitty places with no, you know, no septic tanks or anything like that. Mike, uh, from, from uh, yeah, Afghanistan, uh, Iraq, but with Haiti. <laughs> yeah. But uh, with, no. with, uh, with, with places like that, Mike, uh, that you know of, do you know? Anyone personally who have suffered uh, from the same thing that that uh, Tang has? Because I haven't. I, I haven't met not, not, Tang is the not, first person. Not yet, because I mean, I, I, he said back in like '95, '96, I kind of smirked because I mean, I graduated high school in '94, so I mean, I mean that was like really at the beginning and really the only thing. <laughs> but I, I say Afghanistan because I mean, I was obviously fifth group. So we spent, I spent a lot of time in Iraq. Most of my time was in Iraq, but my one trip to Afghanistan, uh, going into a, an ODA base camp, uh, and it was, we were the second team. So, I mean, as a Charlie, I got to help finalize the base camp. But anyways, that was our primary means of getting rid of feces. And we were, we were doing that, uh, joint mission with the, uh, Jordanians. So we had Jordos with us and it was the only thing where we can get rid of, I mean, they had the, their own latrines or bathrooms, but and there we worked on getting the septic tanks septic tanks worked out. But as far as like trash and stuff, it was still being burned on the camp. So I mean, I had a little bit of, I guess, exposure to it. But I, I at that time, that was what circa 
2000, not late 2009. So I think the, some of the effects were kind of already circulating out there. So a lot of us definitely stayed out of that and we kind of made the locals do it for us. Um, yeah. It, early 2002, we, we had in, in Afghanistan, we had the, the locals do it for us, but we, I mean, but they were doing it in yeah, our we're area still, we're anyways, still, right? We're still inhaling it. Yeah. Yeah. We, and we're work, walking by it or we're bringing yeah. trash to the pit or whatever it is. <laughs> and, uh, but Charlie I, trash duty. Yeah. I, but I, I honestly have not met anyone until tank that have suffered from, you know, uh, uh, burn pit exposure. Nah, but, I mean, I mean, I, I, I follow, did, I follow groups like Hunter seven foundation and they talk about that shit all the time. And uh, I, 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 every time they bring it up in their posts and stuff like that, I, I keep flashing back to my one trip to Afghanistan and those burn pits. And I, I pray that I don't end up with any of those symptoms. Cause yeah. So, so this questions that I ask you, Mike, uh, and what I just said about me not knowing anyone are mm -hmm. for a reason, because actually tank gave me uh, a while back, some useful information that I didn't know about. Uh, Tank, you said that it takes some time. There's an average time for uh, the effects of burn pits uh, to actually show in your bone marrow. Right. So, uh, first of all, um, you guys got to look at the list of symptoms that come from being exposed to burn pits. I'm telling you, dude, it's like 50 things. 50 things. If, I, if alcoholism is one, then I got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Being crazy Puerto Rican right there, bro. Yeah, that's it. Number one. <laughs> Number one. He, he hey. screwed. What you call it? Uh, privilege. Dying about this illness. What you call it? No. Uh, no, there's like 50. There's like 50 uh, yeah. things that. And before, just so you know, before I was actually diagnosed with this, um, I already had symptoms. Like, for example, I had. Um, I get these blisters, like blisters in my skin. I started having that about five, six years ago in my face, blisters that pop up. Wow. And, and I kept thinking, you know, first of all, I thought at the time that I had some type of like, I, you know, like STD or some shit. I was like, man, what the fuck did I get this shit from? Right. So I went, I went to the VA and I went to dermatologists and whatnot and got, you know, first the VA was like, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with you, right? Well, when you look at the symptoms of being exposed to burn pits, that's one of the symptoms. Oh, wow. It's skin blister, right? That's one. The second one was uh, uh, problem breathing, sleep apnea, uh, you know, like, you know, like uh, just having problems with your breathing, having problems with your heartbeat. And I started having that problem five years ago. I went to the VA and I got that checked and everything. Just so you know, I am already service connected. When this happened, okay. I'm already 100% service connected by the military for for uh, for accidents that I ha had happened. Now I got out of the Marine, right. I got out of the Marine Corps, uh, honorably discharged. I didn't get out with a medical or nothing like that. I finished my four years and did everything everything right. But it was in my record. So in my record, my medical record said what happened here, what happened here, what happened here, blah blah blah. They gave me my service connection. But when I went to the VA and 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 they they the so. So anyways, I go, I go home the next day. It was Thursday. I got a burn pit. Uh, I got the bone marrow biopsy on Friday. I go, I go home and I'm fine. I just got two pints of blood. I feel pretty good. I'm good to go. I feel kind of good. I feel, I feel better than, than I felt like the last three months on Sunday. 
I get a call from the doctor, Dr. Sajad, and she's panicking on the phone. She goes, Mr. Friend, you have to go to the hospital. You have to go, you have to go to emergency right now. You know, da, 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 da. And she tried to call me twice. And I, you know, all I got voicemail. She goes, if you try to call me, I'm out of here. I'm almost, I won't be back till Monday to, to the hospital. But go to the hospital, go to emergency. And I started feeling like, by the time I listened to the voicemail, I started feeling like crap again, worse, worse. So I told my daughter to take me back to the VA, emergency, and went back there. They gave me another pint of blood. My blood was back down to like seven, whatever. Um, the following day, I meet with Dr. Sajat. That's when she asked me one question. She said, uh, were you in this country, this country, this country, this country? Were you exposed to burn pits? And I said, yes, 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 you know? And she's like, she's like, um, she's like, it takes 20 years, 20 some years for it to actually expose for your DNA to be mutated for some type of cancer. So it takes 20 plus years for your DNA to mutate, for example, for me, it mutated to leukemia. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, so anyways, uh, there's that. Uh, one of the great things that the VA did that, and, and just so you know, that doctor is not with the VA anymore. So <laughs> good. <laughs> good ones leave. Yeah. I'm fired. The good ones leave. Right. So this doctor, uh, yeah. my life, bro, she saved my life. She said, wow, I'm not going to keep you here. I'm going to send you to the best hospital money can buy. I'm going to send you to the hospital where I trained from, which is the Moffitt Hospital in Tampa. And it's going to be a civilian hospital. And I'm going to send you there for treatment. And you're going to leave the next couple of days. And I'm like, thank God. You know, like, like but the, yeah. the, other, the other outcome would have been for me to be sent to uh, Nashville, Tennessee. You know, that's where the VA has their own cancer treatment center. You know, uh, supposedly they say it's good, but they, they'll probably give yeah. you cancer instead of curing. I, I, actually, I've, I've heard good stuff about out there in Nashville. Yeah, so, I mean, okay, I I'll there. take it back. They say it's good, but, you know, if I had to take a choice between, you know, yeah. civilian hospital oh, and, you know. Yeah, so, um, stay in Florida. Yeah, so and in plus, yeah, exactly, stay in Florida. Um, so in state. I get sent there and... um. They put a port, just so you know, before they sent me, one of the mistakes that VA did was put a real a port in my chest, which I still have. And I'll tell you a story at the end about that. But I still have a port in my chest. Wow. And, um, and they sent me there. And the port, I'm not being external. So the first day I went there, um, I'm thinking, you know, is the civilian hospital, everything's good. Um, I have to, you know, I get it. The nurse comes in. Um you know, she, she tells me who she is, blah, blah, blah. Because we're going to have to access your port. This this 12 o'clock at night, 1230, uh, I get to the, ho they transfer me to the hospital about that time. That's how long it took for me to be transferred. And I get there at 1230, and they're going to access the port. Well, uh, let me go back. She put a line on my vein, on my arm. And this is where I knew something was up. Because she's trying to take my line out, and she started shaking. She started shaking in my hand, in my arm, and I'm like, you know, uh, I'm thinking in my hand, I'm like, okay, is that is that supposed to be like that? And she pulls the needle without putting pressure on it, so goes, I mean, all over the all over the bed, and she's like, oh my god, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like, okay, she doesn't, she this is her first time, she's never done this before. 
you know, for whatever. E3 in the Army, fresh out of school. Right. right. Yeah. Then they, she tells me I have to get a COVID, a COVID test. But the COVID test is the anal COVID test. She's got it. <laughs> Here we go again. Here we go again. And this time, man, this time I got, I like, let me explain to you, man. It, it was bad, right? So, um, she, she, she says, you know, they, they gotta, they gotta swab my anus for the COVID. Test. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why you gotta swab my anus? Like, well, we gotta do this every two weeks. You know, we gotta swab your anus. And the, 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 the team that works with me as a patient is a nurse and a tech, right? The tech is a flamboyant black dude, dude. It's like six foot three, like completely fruit, fruitcake, bro. Like, he's like, hello, my name's Frank. Like Tyrone, no, his name was Tyrone, bro. I couldn't believe it. Man. So, so, so you're like, hey, yeah. no. The worst part is, he's like, what I am the, I am the one, bro, I, I am the one sticking my finger in you. <laughs> Stuff off for the podcast. This is real. Uh, this is real shit that I went through, man. I swear yeah. to you, I, I could believe it. You know, this is this is what what a what a shit. And um, so she's like. You know, do you want me to do it or do you want Tyrone to do it? And I'm like, I want you to do it. You know, and this is what my, my mistake. If I would have had Tyrone do it, might have haven't been so bad. But I <laughs> yeah, do it. man, he's a pro. Hey, you know, Sorry, no, no, he my, my bad. Experience. He had no experience how to do it. Wow. Yeah. If you wanted Tyrone to do it, because he didn't know how to do it. You just didn't feel comfortable wow. with a man doing it. You know, it's and it's understandable, right? No, it's just no. I. I, I, I <laughs> He looked, he looked more experienced doing it, you know? So, <laughs> so anyway, so, you know, so I said, no, you're going to do it. So she's like, so she made it, make it, make it out because it's obvious. I have a problem with him doing it, you know, because he's, he's a dude, but more important because he's gay. But she's like, she's like, do you have a problem with, you know, with, I was like, so she tried to make it out because he was gay. And I didn't want to go into that. So I said, look, look, I have a problem with him. Just in fine, I just want you to do it. You know, I want you to do it. I don't want him to do it. That's it. Final. So she's like, okay, fine. So she go. We go ahead and do it, bro. It doesn't. It, for her, it really shouldn't fucking matter. I mean, it's your choice, right? Preference. Preference. No preference. Whether. Yeah. I mean, right. it, it's it's the way it is. Period. Right. Yeah. She sticks. She sticks. This is it. A stick like this. She sticks half of that stick on my ass, bro. Like Q-tip. Like the Q-tip up my ass, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" You know? And I'm like, "Okay, fine." She's like, "Okay, she got to stop him." Mm -hmm. What was that? Just trying to tickle the prostate, right? So <laughs> I'm gonna jump a little bit because you guys gotta hear the point of the story. The following day, I talked to a nurse who's been there for a long time. You know what she tells me? I, I told her what I I, I, I kind of asked her. I said, "You know, I said this happened to me. Is this how you guys do it?" She goes, "What?" She goes, "What?" She goes, "No, that's not." She's, that's not how it's supposed to. That's not how it's supposed to be done. It's the only swab outside the anus. Like all she needs to do is swab outside the anus, not enter you. Like, bro. So I told. I, I said, you know what? I don't want this nurse ever again. I don't want the nurse. I don't want the tech. I don't want none of these people ever again to you know to take care of me while I'm here. So that was my first. <clears throat> but I'm not done yet. She could. Maybe you should have gone to Nashville. Maybe should have gone Nashville. So. Uh, so then, my port had to be uh, had, had to be uh, had to be uh, en entered, and my port had to be uh, you know used. 
and yeah. it had not been used. The VA only put it in and it hasn't been used. So again, she has no idea how to use it. The VA sent in or she's gone, like shaking. She's gone for three hours, bro. It's three o'clock in the morning. She still can't figure out, you know, like what to do. So she finally said, fuck it, I'm going to do it. And she brings another older nurse with her. And I'm sitting this. I'm, I'm, I'm laying in the bed, like inclined, like this. One nurse is here, one nurse is here. They got the chest. They got this needle. It's like this big, right? And, you know, she's got to pour it to clean it up. You know, all cleaned up and everything. And she's, she's like about to, you know, enter the port. And she enters it. I mean, that shit hurt, man. It was like stabbing. Like, you know, you can stab in your chest. And um, and then she started pushing liquid through it. Liquid was push, being sh- put through, but she couldn't extract blood. So she's like, it's pushing blood. It's pushing liquid, but you can't extract your blood. Um, I don't know what to do. So she's standing there like this with a the, with the needle and everything, you know. And the other nurse is like, he goes, well, and, and, and then for like five minutes, I don't, I hear total silence. They're just looking at me. I'm just standing there like, okay, what's going They're on? the experts. Finally, I go, what's going on? She goes, well, I can't extract blood, you know. And I was like, well, find somebody who can. She's like, well, I can't move. I, mean, when you, I can't leave. I can't leave the station. I can't move. I'm like, oh, serious, man. So finally, the the the, the other nurse leaves, finds this late this girl named uh, Amanda, who's well experienced. She comes in, you know, sees the situation. I realize that she knows what she's doing, and um, uh, and she says, well, we can wait till tomorrow to access the port again, or we can do it. Uh, or you can let me do it one more time to try one more time. I said. Okay, fine. I'll let you do I, it. I got a question. Before she tried to access the port the first time, did she put some push some saline in first or she didn't? Yeah, she put saline. That's the liquid. It's the saline stuff. Okay, okay, okay. Because normally that's how you clear the line and you clear everything yeah, yeah. before you start pushing stuff. Saline went through, but she couldn't, you know, when she pulled, tried to uh, extract blood, she couldn't yeah. extract blood. So she kicks everybody out of the room. You know, she's like, get get out, get out, you know. And then finally... um. She, uh, you know, she, she does it. She goes, you know, high speed, low drag, throws blood, all good to go, all squared away. Boom. That was my first night there. Um, and then after that, you know, the whole adventure of chemo, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was pretty awful. Um, dealing so you're still with- bald. Huh? So you're still bald. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, I was bald when I walked in, but this, <laughs> you know. This time, uh, this time I can't I can't grow any beard, so my beard is gone. You know, I used to grow a beard like yours, and I can't. Yeah, I can't grow any beard. My there's no. Hey, makes beard. you look younger, man. It makes you look younger. Yeah, my, my balls are. I don't have to shave. <laughs> Everything, hey, all my hair, and my body's gone, bro. You know. So well, you know what? You're, gonna, you're gonna save money some razors. Though. Yeah, it's been. Hey, you know, aside from, aside from the beard, I'm jealous. So. Yeah, chemo, chemo fucks you up, bro. Like I. I'm yeah. Still, I'm still, I still have chemo, man. I still got chemo running through me, man. So, so, uh, question. So you're in the hospital, you started getting chemo. I know that, that what, when you started getting chemo, I know you started uh, a campaign, uh, to get funds because, you know, you're going to, you were going to need care after that. Right. 
uh, you have to stay close to the hospital, which is not close to your house. So you have to pay for lodging or rent or whatever. Blood. And plus, of course, you got to eat and all that stuff and a nurse. Um, so how did that work out? Did a lot of people uh, show support for that? I, I got to tell you, man, I've been blessed, bro. Like I'm, I'm one of the luckiest guys you could probably meet. One of the most blessed people, person they could meet. Many people came in support. Um, you know, a lot of different nonprofit organizations, um, you know, TIG, you, everybody, man, just a lot of support, man. Uh, uh, Warriors, man, they did an amazing event. Um, they added me to their event. Um, they raised a bunch of money for me. I mean, all total, you need about about $60,000, man. You know? It's not cheap, huh? No, it's not cheap at all. And that's, you know, that's because you know, that's if you want to, you know, you got a hundred days that so you got to stay 20 miles near the hospital. You got to live 20 miles near the hospital in case you get this, they call this, this infection you could get, uh, which is very normal, you know, to get this infection. A lot of people get it. 50% of the patients get it after a bone marrow transplant and you could die from it. So mm -hmm. in it, you, you get a fever, you're not feeling good. Uh, you have to go to the doctor right away because you only got like 12 hours or 16 hours to to to, to, to make it is that great is that you know is that crucial um because the infection starts attacking your organs what happens is that your immune your old immune system right starts working and you and and you want that old, old immune system to be suppressed you want the new immune system to start working instead uh so what happens is when that happens it starts attacking your organs, your liver, your whatever. And once you get one of those inf infections somewhere, you're done. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're, you're pretty much, you know, good luck, man. There's nothing they can do for you. Um, you know, that's it. You're done. Um, so anyway, so, yeah, it's, it's like uh, playing, you know, Russian roulette. But so you got to be in a place where, you know, like hotel, for example, if you, if you had no money, if I had no, I, I didn't have the help that I, I got. I would have to stay in some cheap hotel, you know, to live my hundred days. We would have been exposed to a lot of a lot of bacteria, a lot of people coming in and out. You know, what I'm saying like, you know, I would have been in a really bad area, you know, for my for my recovery. Um, and most people, most patients went through that, got COVID, got infections, were you know get get into really bad shape. So I got to tell you, man, like. I can't say enough thanks to everybody who helped me, supported me. And, you know, and at the same time, I feel guilty because there's a lot of veterans who don't have the same, you know, I guess, you know, following and, and people supporting them as I do. And those veterans are not, you know, are not going to get the same. And, and for example, and, and the VA pays, they know what you're going through. They know how much it's going to cost. They only pay percent of that. Three. How much? Of that. If listen, and, and, and the BS that a veteran has to go through to get the expenses paid, they got to go online. They got to into three websites. Go to three websites. They got to scan all the all the all the receipts, everything to them, all the hotels, everything to them, and then wait. Wait months. I'm talking about three, six months, maybe a year for them to get paid 3% of those expenses. They only pay 
they only pay for me. They they agreed to pay sixty nine dollars, sixty some dollars for lodging a day. Okay, think about that. Sixty some dollars lodging per day, and twenty nine dollars for food per day. That is it. You know, and thirty five. I think it's like uh, you know thirty twenty bucks or something like that for gas back and forth. You know, what I'm saying depending on what you're saying at. But when you, and that's what's in Fayetteville per diem rates. When you look at collection, you look at how much money co- food costs, and and you gotta eat. Yeah, you gotta eat good because you can't. Here's the thing: they give you a list of things you can't eat. You can't eat deli. You can't eat fast food. You can't. You know, like think about it: twenty nine dollars a day. You can't eat fast food. You can't eat this. So you gotta eat everything fresh. Oh, oh, everything has to be like you know cooked at home. You know that type of that type of thing. Um, so I am telling you, I'm blessed, man. I am so blessed, bro. Like I could not have been gone through this without the help of the support of the community. Uh, what is, uh, one organization that, that you think that I know you got a lot, but one that you think that goes like, Oh man, they, they got me started. They, they kicked it off for everybody else. Uh, what do you mean? Like to help you and to give you the support that you needed. I think, I, I think. At, at the end, like uh, at the end, you know, uh, uh, Wheels for Warriors, uh, the the take the take and and you know foundation that he he promotes, as well as Ryan, one uh, the country singer, um, yep. You know that 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 uh, you know that nonprofit did did the most for 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 my cost. You know they raised they raised eleven thousand dollars. You know that is amazing. Yeah, they raised eleven thousand dollars. You know, and and I, but 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 the, the rest of the 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 funds came from the people from support from people from you know different different communities different groups um and uh i can tell you man i, I couldn't have done it man i i would some really tough time because you know you you are expected to pay your own bills you're expected to pay your own house you know you i can't just you know and like oh you know just break my lease break my mortgage you know it's just like you know just say okay well i'm gonna move somewhere else you don't you know what i'm saying you still got your own life somewhere else and now you're gonna have to have a life somewhere else that you new expenses new bills new everything um and so what that gave me gave me the freeman opportunity to find a uh ar and b uh close by 20 20 minutes away uh where i was able to to stay in there clean clean you know real close by uh stores grocery stores nearby very close by everything was close by It was perfect, you know what I'm saying, for me and my, my girl. Oh, the other thing you need, all right, more importantly, um, is care. So you need nursing care. The VA does not give you, does not even give you the funds, does not even give you the expenses to pay for somebody to take care. You need 24-7 care. So unless you have your wife, your girl, you know, somebody that loves you very much, which I did, Like I said, I'm blessed, man. Like my girl, Michelle, you know, she took care of me, brother. Um, you know, cleaned the house every day, bro. She breakfast, lunch, and dinner, bro. She she made sure that I out oh, that the port that I had on my chest that it has to be uh cleaned every single day. So Yeah, you gotta be purged and clean, yeah. Yeah, you know, so proceed you guys we do. Bro, you need somebody to take care of you very, very well for those hundred days, man. And I'm blessed, bro. But like I said, the VA, they say if you're, uh, if you're a single guy, normal guy with very small family unit, uh, very little support in that matter, no no nonprofit organization 
was able to help me with that idea before I was able to find, you know, like my significant other come in and help me. Um, they all just poured me somewhere else because they, they you know, they, could, they you know, they, they hadn't, they didn't have those resources. There is no resources. The VA does not give you a nurse to take care of you for the 20, 24 seven. And, uh, and um and and neither did the Moffitt Hospital. The Moffitt Hospital doesn't do that either. So, you know that that's crazy that you go to the VA. The VA refers you to this other hospital. It's service connected. They know that this is due to service connected, you know, illness, and they still don't pay for all of the treatment. Uh, if uh, I'm gonna share something here for the ones that actually can see this at home. Uh, This is the uh, the VA website that talks about the you know airborne airborne hazard and burn, burn pit exposures, uh, and if you go through this, it gives you a lot of symptoms, right? Or actually, not symptoms, but conditions that can come from that. And there's a lot of them. I mean, you start reading this thing, there's so many of them. But one of the important things is <clears throat> that it tells you that you can register, right? They got a registry for burn pit exposure. But what is really important here is that it's, it says right here, participation in the registry does not mean that you're applying for a VA disability benefit or health care. To apply for VA uh, disability uh, compensation, please go to compensation, whatever. You know, and this is the, this is the one thing that, that the VA system needs to fix. One, you shouldn't have to go in no website <clears throat> or three different websites, upload receipts, and go through all that when you are going through chemotherapy, right? They should assign a case manager that comes to you and tells you, what do you have? Let me get that. Let me submit this for you. 100%. We're going to get you, we're going to get you paid. All right. And the other thing is no veteran should have to apply for benefits that the VA and the military already know that you suffer from something due to your service connection stuff. I shouldn't have to apply for it. Uh, it should be given to me immediately. Well, th this segment needs to go freaking viral and freaking make people notice. Yeah. So <clears throat> um, let me go back a little bit. So they did put me a social services person. Her name was Caitlin. Okay. She was, she was so, all, all these social services that work for the VA, they do care. They do care. But they, they are, they're strapped. It's like, They're given a job, the worst job they could be given, right? And they know their hands are tied. So they equipped. Yeah, yeah. They'll they'll, you know, so so I've had two services during this period that have tried to help me. First of all, I'm a new case. The VA is like what you know, Dr. Sajad, I don't know what happened, but but I'm like new new one of the new guys that are being sent outside the VA to a civilian hospital to be saved from, you know. Cancer. Now, here's the other thing. This is what I mean by the VA. VA is, is socialist healthcare for veterans. That's what it is. It's, it's you know, if, if you if you say I hate communism, I hate socialism. Well, guess what? The VA is socialist healthcare for veterans, right? They have a board, and the board decides who lives or dies. And I'm gonna explain to you how that works. When they told me, they told me this. They said, "You're young. We can save you." That's what they said. So if I would have been like 55, 58, maybe 60, I don't know what age they have, what age bracket they have, where I've been exposed to, to some type of chemicals from the, from the military, where I've gotten cancer. Guess what? I'm shit out of luck. I'm like, you know, well, you're, you're, you know, you're in your 60s. Guess what? We're just going to go and try to treat you through the VA. Hope you make it. 
we're gonna give you enough pills and whatever. Uh, let's see, we can give you know, we can give you a shot. So basically, I win the lottery to be sent somewhere else, you know, to be to to have better uh, better resource, better you know, health resources because I was in a certain age bracket that they felt like I was guaranteed to live. Now, the other thing is. Once I went through that burn, uh, the first treatment of cancer, which uh, it got my cancer to remission, but they were still in my uh, burnt, uh, bone marrow biopsy. It still showed that I still had that DNA inside of me, it, it, that it, it was it was dor- it went dormant, and it, the cancer was in remission. But I still had that DNA DNA inside of me. So it's like you know this could come back. 10, 14 years back, but it's going to yeah, It's like those cancer cells. Yeah, say come back yeah. And and I want to make give you a name. You guys can look him up right now on social media, uh, on Google Internet. His name is Tommy Tucker. Tommy Tucker, I served with him. He died from the same thing I got. He was exposed to the same thing I got. Um, but this is before, you know, everybody knew about Burpee. But he was with me in my platoon, you know, during, during, during our service. And if you watch him, he came out in Men's Health Magazine, man. This dude was like, bro, Tommy was top, top shape, man. He died five years ago. He was an embassy Marine. Um, And what happened with him, he he, he got his cancer to uh, remission, but he never got a bone marrow transplant. So in in like three, four, five months, the cancer came back with a venture and he died like, you know, by, by December. I mean, he was, he was, he passed away and, um, you know, uh, good dude, Tommy Tucker, man, look him up. U S Marine die of cancer. Uh, Google him. Uh, so anyways, once I got my cancer remission, now the VA has to approve my bone marrow transplant for Moffitt. So I have to get tested through the VA, pulmonary tests, dental tests, like all kinds of psychological tests. I mean, they actually had, I had to speak to a psychiatrist, you know, for three hours. My, my daughter had to speak to a psychiatrist, okay? All of these tests I had to pass for the VA to approve my bone marrow transplant, okay? Once the bone marrow one transplant was approved, Okay, well, the application was made. It was sent out to Nashville, Tennessee, and they had to wait a month or two months. So during that period, I was still getting chemo. Every other week, I was still getting chemo. I was traveling to, to Tampa. I had to stay in a hotel. Um, they will give me chemo at 6 o'clock in the morning and then 4 o'clock in the afternoon again. You know, it was just like real draining, real draining time. Um, and... And waiting for, you know, the whole anxiety, waiting for a result. Because they might, she, she's like, well, we don't know. Like, well, I'm like, what, what is the, you know, what is the, you know, what is the percentage of being, being approved? She's like, well, we don't know. You know, that's up to them. Like, nobody could tell me, like, how, how positive, how positive, you know, would it be for me to get, to get approved. But it took some time. It took about six weeks to two months. And eventually, um, it got approved. And now they sent it to, to Moffitt bone marrow transplant team, they contacted me. I had to go through all the tests again. I had to go through pulmonary tests, dental tests, freaking psychological, psychiatric. I had to meet a psychiatrist again. And if they said that I was not, you know, like mentally ready, mentally stable person, you know, to have this bone marrow transplant, they just deny it. They just say, well, you know, you 
you can't you can't have it. Isn't I'm sorry, you're a little you're a little <laughs> bit frustrated because you got cancer, uh, so you, we won't give you chemo, you know, bone marrow transplant. Yeah. That makes no sense. But but but, but you passed, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm, so so they, so so they have some low standards. Then that's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, you know, you, <laughs> they do have low. Either they do have low standards, or <laughs> I, I know I know the system, right? Because yeah. they ask you, you when they ask you, are you feeling depressed? You know, you can't tell them. Well, they, they, I'm, I'm just saying they haven't seen your social media, obviously. Right. Uh, of course, but <laughs> a stable course. character. Yeah. I, I'm gonna tell him any of that, but uh, I was definitely, brother. I was definitely not gonna tell him any of that, you know, at all. Um, that would have definitely been and no, you know, what I'm saying because yeah. we've all seen Tank's rants on yeah. his social media. So I mean, no, I I'm glad they didn't check that. Yeah. So every time, every time I go to the VA, I mean, the Mafia Hospital, they say, "How how do you feel? You know, um, you know what? How do you feel? Yeah. How, what's your what's your mental state? And I'm like. Ten out of ten. Let's do I this. Cancer. What the fuck are you waiting? Yeah. What do you want me to tell you? I'm, I'm like great, happy. You know? uh, I'm about to punch you in the face. How about that mental state? Yeah, but, but every time they ask you that question, you're like, gosh. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it's always every time you show up, do you feel like killing yourself? Yeah. No, I want. Yeah. I'm here. To, I'm here to live. Right. Right. Yeah. If, if I wanted to die, I wouldn't be at the hospital. Right. <laughs> I mean, or maybe that's why you go to the VA because you know, you know, you're not gonna make it. Right. I mean, unfortunately, my, my regular doc I go to, I have to fill out one of those things every time. But I mean, I get it. They're just trying to yeah, gauge yeah, you yeah. so they know how to interact with you. But it's, and I, I go to a human performance doctor too, so it's not like an average doctor. Yeah. And they still ask that question, so I can only, I can only imagine just going to a regular hospital and always being asked that. Hey, but uh, those one of the things that I want to point out I'm is that because I, before I forget, okay, I just want to JB, thank you so much for making that video. I, I can't, I can't uh, think which one. Um, uh, the video you made. You were the first one to create a video on my behalf uh, to share. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Experience and that kind of started kind of like a sequence of events, and other people caught on to it and they started doing the same thing, and that helped immensely on you know raising funds for my behalf so i mean you're the one who started it all man i can't that's what friends do man and that yeah. that costs that's nothing man it's just just in your platform exactly man jp is like the most famous puerto rican underneath tank so i mean <laughs> <laughs> he's cuban bro <laughs> hey hey puerto rican hey hey i just say i send it to you later but you know puerto ricans yeah. and cubans have a lot in common bro yeah. more, more oh, yeah. oh i know you're right. You're right. Oh, I know government. Yeah, but I'm yeah, just, no I'm problem. just saying, I'm just saying. JP has like a huge following, but tanks like right here. Oh no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but you know what? It, it, it's like that's why I tell people. It's like social media, right? You using social media to do good is free. Uh, it, yeah. You know, it's like you can help a friend by making a post. You know, liking a page. And, and that, it, that don't take nothing. Anything can go viral in an instance. Yeah. It's so, uh, you know in the veteran community, man, and, and that's so important, JP, that you say that. Is that you know just that little thing, man, creates a viral effect. And the veteran community still works. We got so many of us who are influencers yeah. who have a following. Even if you got five hundred, even if you got a thousand people in your following, man, you share that content, you share that support, man, and we can we can actually save somebody's life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. in, in that general, because. You know, I look at that. That's how important well, it was for me to receive that kind well, of, 
because I, if not, yeah. I would have been stuck in a in a hotel. I'm telling you right now, my experience. I have not gotten an infection. I've been blessed, bro. I've been the most healthiest, yeah. healthiest patient surviving a bone marrow transplant and 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 going through this treatment than anybody else you probably know. Uh, and and in the Moffitt Hospital told me like I'm I'm like yeah. uh, one in a million. You know what I'm saying? Let's yeah. hope we keep it that way. And, and I I mean I'll say it. It's just I mean we all know this. No matter what branch you served in, whether it be Marine Corps or Army, once you retire or get out. No one gives a shit. They don't give a shit about you anymore. It, it's, but I, since getting out and I didn't really get on Instagram until my, the year I dropped my retirement packet, but the amount of community support of retired military, whether you're starting a business or a movement or a nonprofit, it's, it's insane. So, I mean, it, I, I totally get it that the veteran community definitely helps push the, push the noise, push the, you know, the information, especially, you know, you're not in it anymore. So, I mean, cause the government doesn't really, I mean, it's, it's not as black and white, but they, I mean, just blatantly say they don't really care about you more because you're not part of the books anymore. You're not on the rolls. Yep. So, I mean, it, it's really us out here spreading the word that makes it happen. We, we can do, we can do more for each other. We're more, we're, yeah. we're, we're a powerhouse. When we come together yeah. as veterans, if we, if we only knew how much power we had as a veteran, if we put our differences aside, politics, whatever bullshit all aside, man, yeah. you know, man yeah. we're all veterans, we're all, we're, all, we're all dealing with the same monsters, the same demons, man. We're on the same foxhole. You know, let's just all work together. Let's help one another. Let's build one another. Let's make everybody successful. Let's just keep pushing each other the best we can. Let's put our politics and say, yeah, you have your opinion. I don't like it. I don't agree with it. But guess what? We're brothers, man. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, yeah. if you if, you know if you're in a firefight, I got your back, right? You know that that's right. the idea, right? I mean, most of my yep. guys in my I didn't like, but guess what? You know, if we were in some shit, you know, like I had their back, man, I would have given my life for them. You know, that's exactly how it should be. You know, yeah. but but like I said, it's a, it's a different animal once you're out, yeah. and you still gotta you still gotta. It's it's like two different groups of families or support you got when you're active duty. You know, you got all the support mechanism. Once you get out, it's different, and it's really relying on each other for information or support, whether it be resources or whatever. So, I mean, I totally get it. Exactly. So, anyway, hey, for every, I got to prove. I'm sorry, thank. I just want to say this real quick for everybody listening out there. I, I just want to re remind everyone, uh, Tank's story might differ from your story, right? So, if if you experience something different with the VA, that's your story, right? He's telling his. Uh, he's telling what happened to him, and, you know, he's telling his way. Maybe your story is a happy story from the VA, and that's fine. But, but what we're trying to tell everyone is, like, not everything is what it seems sometimes, and some people struggle more than others. Uh, and also, if you're a first-time listener and anything in this podcast offend, offended you, uh, we we really don't care. Uh, uh, we we say what we say. We feel what we feel. We got our opinions. You got yours. If you don't like our podcast, uh, you can just listen to another one. Yeah. I probably won't listen to yours. Yeah. The best so, thing is, man, get to know a veteran because it's a demented sense of humor and yeah. methodology. Our sense so of humor is very dark, mean, and a lot of people don't understand that. Doesn't mean, doesn't mean we hate one group of people over the other we're very you know welcoming to a lot of people but it's it, you gotta get to know a veteran to understand and we make fun of everybody equally i make fun of myself i make fun of puerto ricans cubans dominicans white look blacks. at this i'm I the don't one care. i'm the only cracker on the freaking podcast right now oh that's right there mr <laughs> so. mr salty <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, hey tank uh 
what else would you like to share? We're almost at the end of the podcast. What 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 else would you like to share with, with the community or or any advice okay. for anybody going through what you're going I, through? Hey, I just want to say is okay. That's literally like half of my experience. But I got to tell you something, okay? You want advice for me to tell another veteran dealing with what I'm going through? You got to be your best advocate. Nobody's come to save you. You have to speak for yourself. You have to speak for yourself no matter what. Um, you know, and if they're not, somebody's not listening to you, uh, make them listen. Like, keep calling them. You know, like like with the VA and even Moffitt Hospital, you know, like I'm, I have to deal with something this week, for example, right? Um, Moffitt Hospital refused to take my port out. I am sent there for a patient, but this doctor got a hair up her ass and she decided, you know, like, well, we didn't put the port in. So we, you know, the VA has to take it out. They don't understand that they, we have an agreement. The VA has an agreement with them that if they take the port out, they get paid. But she's looking at it. She's a, you know, she's, she's one of those like Lia probably a liability issue yeah, is what she's looking at. Mask. She's, she's into math, wearing masks, like three, four masks, bro. You know, she's, she's into like by the book type shit. And, you know, so, so, you know, so anyway, so she's like, well, you know, I can't do nothing for you. Um, so I had to call the VA. The VA is like, you know, you know, like what weird out because like, well, why don't they, they, they do it? You know, that's why you're sent there. You know, we're going to pay the bill. Why, why don't they just do it? I don't know what it is. They're asking me. I don't know. They're telling me to give you a call. So I get this, you know, back and forth, pointing finger. I got to call this. I got to call that. I got to call the primary, my primary care. Boom, 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 boom. You know, I had to call my, my VA psychiatrist. I had to call so many people to get them to act and just to write one order and said, We need this patient to have his port removed. That's it. That was all they needed to write. That's it. You know, so, you know. Um, hey, hey come up to the panhandle. I know a couple 18 deltas. I'll probably take care of that for you. <laughs> I, was, I was myself, bro. I was, you know, I was just saying, yeah. you know. But, um, you know, but I'm just saying that my best advice I can tell you, bro, is be your best advocate, man. And, and. Yeah. And, and speak, speak out, man. Even if you're in the hospital, I got treated. Sometimes I got treated, you know, with disrespect. I got treated by, you know, some nurses weren't weren't so friendly, so nice. You know, they feel like, you know, since you were in the dead, your deathbed, um, they can they can do what the hell they want to you. They can speak to you the, any way they want. And you kind of like have to put your foot down and speak out. And 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 if you have to call the manager and have have them change nurses, you know. And I guarantee you, you did that. I know, I know you well enough. <laughs> 100%. So that's it. That's my two cents on that, man. Well, Tank, we really appreciate you uh, sharing your story. I know it's a difficult one. I know uh, you're still going through a lot. Like the the the, the fight is not over yet, right? No. Nope. Uh, you you still you still got stuff to do, and we appreciate you sharing your story. Hopefully, uh, some people learn from this. Some people do the research, right? Go to the VA website, read read about. Uh, burn pit exposures, uh, you know, start uh, probably looking at those symptoms. Maybe some people listen to this podcast right now got symptoms and they don't even know about it. Uh, maybe mm -hmm. we do. and <laughs> We didn't even know about it, right? So, uh, so yeah, so hopefully it helps a lot of people. And, uh, and, and for politicians, I don't think any politicians listen to our crazy stuff here, but if they do, uh, some things need to change. And so if you guys can make change on policies and fix this stuff, you need to fix it. Uh, Mike, what you got? I was going to joke around and say my representative is Matt Gates. I don't think he's worried about anything but getting on 
Fox News. But anyways, um, yeah, like anything that's been put out and that we stressed, I mean, if you feel like anybody that's listening feels like you're not getting heard, uh, reach out to one of us. I mean, I, I got I don't have nearly the following these two guys have, but I mean, I so I have an opportunity to check everybody who follows my, my page or whether it be my business page or request my personal page, but I can definitely uh, help if the cause is great enough. And trust me, I'm going to filter it because some people are just whiners, but you know, we can get you in the right direction. We we all follow a bunch of foundations, veteran foundations that can get you pointing in the right direction to get you some support. So, I mean, it's always great to see tank, man. I'm, 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 you don't understand. I'm, I'm super glad you're still here, brother, your family. And I, I really appreciate you. I mean, the, the amount of energy you've brought every time we've been around each other is unlike anything else, man. So, I mean, I'm super glad for the, the powers that be that you're still here, brother. Yeah, thank, yeah. thank you, brother. I, I got to say one thing, guys, you know, hopefully this year, because this is very important to me. Um, guys, if, if you look at how many veterans have been exposed to chemicals in our military, are being exposed. Mm-hmm chemicals in our military all the way from purple agent to you know i'm saying uranium you know uh clorox uh you know uh the, <coughs> uh, uh, the uh capital june water you know burn pits etc man you know you could have filled a monument big enough for all the fatalities we have had this is the big yeah. issue this is a huge yeah. issue like the, more important than anything and i don't think it, i just don't think there, there's enough being done and not being said. Um, right. They pack that, that that thing that they passed, the money that they pass, all the money is going to research. They're going to research what that chemical is doing to us instead of helping those who are already dealing with right. exposures as we speak. So, so anyway, so you guys got to do a yeah. show possibly, hopefully in the future, I recommend it to talk about the actual, you know, the, the actual death toll. That we're dealing with right now you know what i'm saying like like we have lost you know i don't care how many wars we have won but in regards to fatalities how many we have lost here in our nation because we only count the dead yeah. we only count the dead when they die in in, in war in combat zones we don't yeah the no 100 after you know what i'm saying so if you look at those numbers bro it's horrific man it's horrific I, I, honestly my only fear right now i mean i mean whatever Whatever the reasons, I'm still here. I mean, it's some of you guys that know me really well know I've told stories. I, I shouldn't be here today, just like JP and everybody else. But that's my biggest fear is because I got several friends that have come down with illnesses or coming down with illnesses have died. And the question is, what for? And it's always, you know, concerns me like burn pits, exposures or anything else we've been exposed to on these uh, deployments. So, I mean, that's my biggest concern. I mean, I... I personally go the extra mile and I see, a, like, I, like I said before, a human performance doctor uh, every three months or as often as I want, really. I pay out of pocket, but it's a nominal fee for me to try to live the best life I can now because I'm still here. So that's my biggest fear is that I come down with a symptom and, you know, it, what caused this symptom? What is the reason for this? Because we've all been exposed from tank from back in the, you know, desert storm type era to you know operation racket freedom and oef uh so for me that's my that's my biggest fear is you know i'm watching my friends drop like flies for symptoms you know some of them haven't passed away some have some haven't but it's like what caused that yep by the time that you get to prove to them that it was service connected you're already dead yeah 
Yeah. Right. And, that, and that's the problem. So I'm like, I, I, honestly, I'm 46. So I'm the, the new 36, you know, whatever, relatively young, but it, it's, that's one of my, that's one of my fears is that, you know, so every time I come down with some kind of symptom, I'm always overanalyzing it. What's causing this. Yeah. And, and thankfully I got a doc that, that I see that helps me <laughs> bring that back down. And not only that, last thing I want to say is not only that it's transmitted to your children. So whatever yeah. chemical you have in your body that is going to produce whatever disease illness it you know, if you had a child after your service in the military, guess what? Your child might have it too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of cases, a lot of cases where veterans it, have that's, children with disabilities, you know, illnesses, et cetera, yeah. all coming back from the chemicals. that uh, in the I, I've heard stories, uh, friends with Agent Orange is a big one right now. Yeah. But thankfully, I'm lucky we started young. So before yeah. we even realized that we had a kid when I was serving. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, very good point. Yeah. All right. That's it, guys. Love you. Hey, once again, thank thank you for uh, uh, coming to the podcast and for everybody else out there. Just remember, uh, there's a lot of resources out there. You do your research before you start calling people. Uh, don't get lazy. Do some research. If you cannot find the answer, then start reaching out. And uh, if you're dealing with depression inside or anything like that, just remember, don't cash out your love. Uh, you're not alone. Reach out to someone and uh, stick around for the next episode. How about that? That's your next uh, small victory. Stick around for the next episode of VTSR. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. And remember, don't cash out.